We will be looking again at Matthew's. This week we'll be looking at Matthew chapter 20. And and as you can see, we're just simply skimming over the the surface of what uh, has happened in this book. There's a lot more that you can get out of it. We're going to be starting with verse 1. The one thing I want to point out is the time is drawing closer to where Jesus is going to be crucified and leave. But during his last days here, he does not change or miss a beat. He is still healing and showing compassion on those around him. He is still teaching and displaying to the world what his father is all about. When you leave a job and go to another, do you give them the same service the last day of the of work as you did the first day you started? Are you just as eager and courteous when you end as you began? Before leaving, do you share with others what you know, just like someone shared with you, or or do you leave them hanging? I'm glad <clears throat> Jesus was never has never left any of us hanging for anything. <clears throat> Look at verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. <clears throat> a householder here is one looking for work, workers. Labor are the workers and the vineyard is, of course, where they will work. Here we have reference to the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews are God's chosen and given care first. The Gentiles were engrafted in after the Jews rejected him. Verse 2 says, And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go you also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right I will give you. And they went their way. Again he went out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? They said unto him, Because no man hath hired us. He said unto them, Go you also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. What we are talking about here is work. And Jesus uses an important word, and that is, whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. We know Jesus has already said the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. He also has said they are white and all ready to harvest. Just like right now in today's economy, there are plenty of jobs available. They are there and ready for choosing, but there are few that are willing to labor. In the kingdom of God, we will see the harvest, meaning this is a time for gathering. People are ready to receive, but there are few people ready to, or willing to share <clears throat> that they can receive. 
In this scripture, it can also be said that the reason for the idleness is because too many, the gospel has not been preached to them yet. Jesus calls for labor will be until the last hour. Don't think because he is still calling that Jesus is Jesus will delay his return. What we are seeing is the mercy and long suffering of God who is waiting for the appointed time he has chosen to tell Jesus to go get his children. <clears throat> so we see in verse 8. So an even was come the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, Call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more, and they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the goodman of the house. This is strictly about the Jews and the Gentiles. And on a spiritual note, we understand the Gentile will receive the same reward as the Jew, even though they were chosen last. The Jews felt they should have soul approval and praise. Some people get upset because they have seen some live a reckless life and get saved before they die. Mm-hmm. Don't we sometimes act the same way when, when someone gets the same attention or same as we? Don't some feel they have seniority in the kingdom? This follows in the order of what Matthew said in many that our first shall be last and the last shall be first. I remember when we went on a vacation in Hawaii. We went to a luau. Everyone sat at the same table, but there were three different prices to get in. We found out the reason of the three prices was how you were served. The person who paid the most was served first. But everyone got the same food and the same amount. Your payment got you the same food and service, but we all sat at the same table. You were served buffet style. So those that paid the most got up first. Those that paid the least got up last. But everyone got up and got fed from the same buffet. It didn't matter about seating. So whether you receive Christ and serve him all your life, or you were chosen first or last, whether you receive him at the beginning or the end, You receive the same redeeming salvation. Mm -hmm. But waiting until the last moment is not wise. Since you don't know when that is. And what difference does it make whether you are paid first or last. If you were promised and you agreed to receive that which is right. Mm -hmm. This is what they said. Verse 12. Saying these last have brought but one hour and thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burdens and the heat of the day. But the, he answered one of them and said, friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Mm-hmm. 
See, at the luau, they agreed to pay that amount. They could not argue if we ate the same thing right next to them. The extra 20 to $30 didn't make it any better. And being a Jew and receiving Christ won't get you any more benefits than being a Gentile receiving him. Amen. Living in the days when Christ walked the earth does not give you any more seniority than today. Look at verse 14. Take that thine is and go thy way. I will give unto you this last even as unto thee. Jesus is saying, take what is just and do to you. Let us keep this in mind too. In John 17 and 2 it said, As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. The reason eternal life has been given to those you question is because that person was given to Jesus, just like you were. Jesus said this in verse 15. It is not lawful for me to do what I will with my own. Is thine eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. And Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the 12 disciples apart in the way and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man shall be betrayed unto the chief priests and unto the scribes and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify him and the third day he shall rise again. Everything Jesus had to go through, he explained to his disciples. Nothing before its time, but when it was time, he explained. If we understand nothing else about this scripture, let us see and understand this. We too will be delivered up in some way, form or fashion. We will be mocked for being a Christian or a follower. Some will be beaten in some kind of way, crucified. The apostles ended up being beaten, stoned, and many other things. We are not exempt today. Men are just a little more subtle in the way they carry themselves out in doing the things that we do. But let not your heart be troubled, and fret not, because when that day comes, and when the time comes, we will rise up just as Christ Jesus did. Yes. Verse 20 says, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. This was James and John we're referring to. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? She said unto him, Grant that these, my two sons, may sit the one on the right hand and the other on the left in thy kingdom. That is truly in a mother's nature. She thinks of her children before she thinks of herself. To sit on the right hand is the most widely known place where everyone would see. Jesus treated everyone the same. He was not a respecter of persons. Verse 22 says, But Jesus answered and said, You know not what you ask. Are you able 
to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. They say unto him, we are able. So what we see here is when this was asked, James and John, who are the brothers, were right there. And he said unto them, you shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom is prepared of my father. Jesus is saying, you are truly attached to me. You will follow me. You will partake in my afflictions. You will suffer as I have suffered. But to give you a spot in my father's kingdom is not for me to give. That's like inviting a friend home for dinner and giving them a place to sit and eat right next to your father. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. And we also see here when the question was asked, not only were the two brothers there, but the other ten were there as well. Regardless of how spiritual you think you are, people can say things that will make you upset. The disciples were angry and aroused when they heard what was asked of Christ. We see this in churches today where one person tries to get closer to one in position or they try to get in a higher position than given. When things like this is done, flesh rises up. This is even found and done in families between brothers and sisters. Now with the disciples, there is a start of division and Jesus was to clear things up because the 10 were seeing it as they were seeking to be exalted above them. So Jesus says this in verse 25. But Jesus called them unto him and said, you know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. In other words, what Jesus is saying is, rulers of the Gentiles are lords over them. Their great ones have authority over them. But don't let it be so among you. If anyone has a desire to become, a great, become great among you, let him be your servant. If you really want to help someone, the best thing you can do is become a servant and serve them. Yes. Now is no place in time for envy and strife. Verse 27 says, And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Then Jesus uses himself as an example here. He said, I came to give myself to you. I am your servant. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. 
But they cried the more saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. I always thought it was the disciples that rebuked him, but it was the multitude. How many have allowed a multitude or any type or kind of group of people from stopping you from receiving the blessing that God has for you or, or stop you from blessing someone else? If the blessing is there for you, don't allow pride, self, or anything else from stopping you from receiving the blessings of God. Verse 32 says, And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will you that I should do unto you? When you want something, and it is according to his will, let him know, give thanks, and believe. Just because it does not come when, when and where does not mean it ain't coming. They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. I need to say this. Many of us can physically see, but are not seeing spiritually as we should. How many have considered asking God to open your eyes that you may see spiritually? Especially with all the things that are going on right now. So Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. When your eyes are open to what is spiritually being shown to you, do you follow or run? James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth, or he does not do it sharply, and it shall be given to him. All we have to do is ask God, believing he will give. God does not want us ignorant of his word or who he is. He does not want us to lack in the things we need. Jesus said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it unto you. With that, ask and tell him what it is you need and believe it will be given. And with that also, my time is up and I thank you for yours.